Good afternoon and welcome to this episode of Laura Fair Fitness Podcast. This is episode seven and today I'm going to be talking about mindless eating, the different types of hunger and emotional eating. So I hope you enjoy it. So keep listening to find out a little bit more. So the reason I wanted to do this podcast on mostly mindless eating is because I had a chat with one of my clients the other day and she's been with me for around 10 months now and her goal initially was to get strong. Weight loss wasn't really a main focus at all but getting strong and building some confidence was. So that's what we've done and I've got absolutely no doubt that because her confidence is absolutely through the roof compared to when she started, it's so much better and the strength, well wow that's all I can say because honestly absolutely mega everything about a session she's just absolutely smashed it and so strong and I really am proud of her journey so far but over time she did decide that she wanted to shift a little bit of weight as well so we started doing check-ins pictures but the scales weren't seen to be moving as much as would what she would have liked like obviously scale weight isn't the be all and end all um, and we know that because I've mentioned it in the last few podcasts but it was something that she wanted to start working on but we weren't seeing those scales moving. So we started to implement some different strategies, so like, like control hunger, food portions, etc., etc. But we still, still weren't seeing what she wanted to see, um, whether that be measurements, weight, pictures, things like that. So she came in last week and she'd just got home from shopping and she was putting the shopping away and before she knew it, she looked at the side and there was an empty box of pizza um, that her husband had brought home and left half in it and she didn't even realise she'd ate it she put all the shopping away she was just chilling putting the things away and then she was putting the cardboard from the pizza in the bin and she said to her husband like where's that pizza gone and he was like you've just ate it and she couldn't believe it like she literally could not believe it that she didn't even remember eating it and that for me like is one a massive massive step forward that that's what we've realised what's been happening but the fact that she's finally realised that herself as well, like, honestly, it must be infuriating, but so, like, glad to finally know that that's what's been going on. But we're all guilty of it. Like, I honestly do think that we are all guilty of it at some point in our lives because we, we do put things in our mouth without realising. I've done it. Bloody hell. And I think one of the things, especially when we're busy doing things and there's, like, something, like easy grabbable next year you do it without thinking like you could have had, like like she did a full half of the pizza without even knowing before a tea and then she went hungry for a tea but I know when I'm cooking sometimes you'll have like oh there might be like a bag of crisps open you'll have a few bites because you're starving waiting for your tea things like that and then before you know it you've had a lot more than you thought you did and you're like oh my god so to not realize at all as well because Sometimes you might not know, even know you've done it. Like, you can know you've done it and be like, oh, bloody hell, I bet loads. But then other times it might be like, oh, actually, like, you've no, no recollection of it at all. So you'll never know and you'll never be able to account for them calories. So, yeah, mindless eating is a massive one. And I think it's just being more aware of it and being more aware of what you're putting in your mouth. And if you do struggle with, like, eating while you're cooking, is not having food out near you, something that you're going to snack on, something that you can just grab, things like that. And it's not something that's going to change overnight, but just being aware of that and being aware of that mindless eating is a massive start. 
and just being aware of what you're putting in your mouth. But I know it's not going to happen overnight, I really do. It's just something that you've got to build on once you do realise that something that you can be more aware of next time you are putting things away from your shopping or you're cooking your tea because you've become more aware of what you're doing. And I think another thing as well, if you are leaving long periods of time without eating and then you're getting home to start a task and you're actually hungry, it's the easiest thing to do to snack without even noticing. And it's a massive circle and a hard one to combat, to be honest, because it takes us years and years to build these bad, bad, bad habits, in quotation marks. And I feel like we don't give ourselves enough credit when it takes us a long time to unpick these habits. Because you think about it, it, say I'm 32 years old, and it's taken me 30 years to build some of the habits that aren't necessarily good habits. So, and we get really annoyed when we don't see results in 12 weeks or three months or four months or whatever. We get really annoyed about it. But it's like, yeah, but how can you unpick 30 years of bad habits in such a short space of time? So just being a little bit more compassionate yourself when you are starting some kind of journey, that it's going to take time. And with that, I think it's so hard because everything's literally, everything in life is at the touch of a button on our phones. So people expect results instantly, but it's not quite the same. And if things like weight loss or muscle building, you do a quick fix as such, it's something that isn't gonna last very long or you're gonna have to starve yourself. Things like that, it's just, it's not fun and it's not gonna last very long because the chances are you'll put it all back on. So just be patient and don't expect everything at the touch of the button, especially when it comes to your health and your fitness. But another point that I wanted to talk about as well is that over time, I don't think we actually realise when we're actually hungry. We eat at convenience because you booked a meal out or it's 12 o'clock or everybody else is eating or maybe out of boredom, emotional, the list goes on. But I wanted to talk about the seven different types of hunger, which I wasn't aware of until very recently, that there is different types of hunger, but there is. So here are the seven. So there's visual hunger. We eat because it appeals to the eye. And the tip I give out for this is actually look at your food before, before devouring it. So you can actually appreciate it and enjoy it. So your eyes think, oh, that, that looks really good. So it actually satisfies that visual hunger. And also presenting your food really nicely apparently helps it make it more satisfying as well. Another thing, nose hunger which is taste and smell, and it can easily be mistaken um, for actual hung hunger because something smells so good, you just want to eat it. So a tip is to just to smell your food before you eat it to satisfy that sense. So say you're eating, I don't know, like a sandwich for your lunch and then you smell donuts, you're going to want that donut because you could, you could smell it. Um, so just say you have like a really good chicken sandwich, smelling that chicken sandwich I know it sounds weird, but you know what I mean? Smelling it to enjoy it and satisfy that nose hunger. I know it sounds mad, but it's actually a thing. Mouth hunger, if we eat mindlessly, like I have spoke about in this podcast, the mouth gets in a habit of actually chewing. So because you're chewing like a lot of your day because your mouth used to it, it can actually be mistaken for hunger. So the tip is for that is to actually chew your food for longer to actually appreciate it and to satiate that mouth hunger 
and then obviously giving your mouth breaks during the day is going to alleviate that wanting to chew all the time. Again, I know it sounds weird, but it's a thing. So, actual stomach hunger. Believe it or not, your stomach actually rumbles when it's hungry. Like, it actually physically rumbles. So, when you are hungry, like or you think you're hungry, think about it and rate your hunger out of 10. And anything below a 5 is not a genuine hunger. So, just be mindful of that. So the next part is cellular. Cellular hunger is basically when your body needs nutrients and if you're lacking in certain ones, you'll actually crave certain foods. So a tip is to actually listen to what your body needs and pinpoint the nutrients. So like, I think when you're hungover, I think um, you are craving, you crave carbs and rubbish food, but I think it's because you, your body needs salt. I'm not 100% on that, but I'm sure it is something like that. But basically, um, your body does need nutrients and sometimes it can feel hungry because it's craving certain things because that's what it needs. Um, mind. So we look to eat in a certain way because we're conditioned into eating a certain way. So you need to eat what your body needs, not what the latest fad is that you're conditioned to believe. So obviously social media plays a large part in this, but... We see things on social media and we want to eat it because everybody else is eating it or somebody's on a certain diet, blah, blah, blah. But you've got to eat what your body needs to eat suit your goals and things like that. So it's just about being mindful about that as well. And then finally, there is heart hunger, which is often referred to as emotional eating. And I actually want to talk about that in a little bit more depth just because I think this is something definitely, especially because I'm just about to be a mum, um, that I'm going to be aware to not do to my baby and I really don't want to push bad habits onto that next generation because I remember when I was little and I was good we got a bag of sweets or it was like oh we'll have a good tea tonight we'll get a takeaway because you've been good or you can have a chocolate bar because you've been good if you were bad you weren't allowed the sweets so again emotional you probably wanted them more because you weren't allowed them or say your parents had a bad day they couldn't be bothered cooking, so that you got a takeaway. If it were a birthday, it's big tea, cake. So food, especially in my life, has always been a reward or something to make you feel better when you're sad. And it's really, really, really hard to break away from that when your entire life has been carved out. And it's a problem that most of us have. And when we're on a health and fitness journey, of course, and something goes wrong, the first thing that most of us are gonna to turn to is actually having a shit meal when we're sad, stressed. And it's about replacing that thing that satisfies, and I say satisfies, but probably you probably feel worse after eating something really rubbish, but replacing that emotion, or f replacing the thing that f satisfies that emotion with something other than food. So you could, when you do feel a little bit sad or stressed and the first thing you want to turn to is food, you could sit with that feeling for a little bit and just think, is it actually food that I want? Is that actually going to make me feel better? Um, or you could think, right, let's not reach for the biscuits and let's go for a walk. Because walk is actually physically going to make you feel better. It's going to replace that void that you fill with food with something active. So it's not want, not not just is it going to make you feel like you're going to get to your goals better, but like genuinely like for endorphins, it is going to make you feel better. Or even going to the gym, like replace that void of emotion with instead of eating, 
go and take it out in the gym and work really hard. I know it's not always the answer, and it's not always the thing that someone's going to be wanting to go to the gym when they're upset or angry, but it's just an option to have. But going for a walk is always a good one because it gets you out, refreshes you, makes you have a little bit of a think, and then it just stops you from reaching for the biscuits in the cupboard. But also trying to speak to someone and trying to relieve that feeling before turning something that doesn't suit your goals, which in the long term, because if you are stressed or sad and you say, right, fuck it, I'm going to have a massive burger, and then... You, you wake up the next day and regret it. Like, I'm not saying regret it because it's one of them things in life that we work on and we replace and things like that. But the next day, that might make you feel more stressed and sad because you've eaten rubbish the day before. And then that is a point when people start to hit the fuck it button, which is something we don't want to do because you think, oh, F it, I've messed up now. I might as well just sod it. So it's a bloody big circle. And I think it's really, really hard to overcome. It's drilled into us and finding a replacement stress reliever other than food will obviously one, break the habit and two, probably make you feel better. But it's not obviously going to be the easiest thing to do. So don't over pressurise yourself. And like I said earlier, you've got to be compassionate yourself. So yeah, I could talk about this all day. <laughs> There's so many avenues to go down and maybe I'll re- revisit on another podcast about different parts of it. But for now... I have babbled on for 13 minutes, so I'm going to leave you to it. But I hope you found it useful. And if you are struggling with any of what I've said today, please don't be a stranger in my DMs. Drop me a message. My WhatsApp direct link will be in the notes below. My website will be and my Instagram. But yeah, I hope hope you all have a great day and I hope you've enjoyed it. And I'll catch you on next week's episode. Thanks for listening.